It's Friday. I can play that kind of music. One of my favorite all-time songs, James Brown. Now, here's... Don't you have to play the disclaimer? I don't. Well, hold on a minute. Here's... I'll do that in a minute. Thank you very much. You're ahead of me. Um, okay. What's the name of that song? Is it I Feel Good or Sugar and Spice? No. The name of that song is... Everybody thinks the name of that song is I Feel Good. The name of that song is technically I Got You. And then in parentheses, it's I Feel Good. Because he says I Got You more than he does I Feel Good. But the line everybody picks up on is I Feel Good. Now, I don't have... I can't find any more... I don't even know if this is going to work. I used to play this all the time. I just play... No, I don't want a Mark Wahlberg. Okay, hold on a minute. Okay, here's... As a matter of fact, in Brown assaulting his wife with a lead pipe and firing a gun at a car that she was in. These are charges that Brown denies. He was released yesterday on $15,000 bond. He joins us for, from Atlanta to discuss the charges, and we welcome you, James Brown. How did all of this trouble begin? Living in America. <laughs> Something wrong. Nothing wrong at all. You're not in any difficulty, but you're out on bond. No, I'm not. Have all the charges been dropped? Yeah, I'm out on love. <laughs> well, yeah. I, are you out on love or out of love? Which yeah. is it? Out on love. Alone from night to night, you find me. Now, James, this isn't the first time you and your wife have had a problem. Are the two of you going to be able to work this out? Let's talk about some music. You want to talk about music and you don't want to talk about what happened? No, it's all over. Well, let's talk about your tour. When are you leaving? We're leaving tomorrow. And where are you going? Rio de, Rio de Janeiro. Anyway, I don't, I don't have the edited version of that. <laughs> that is the funniest interview. He is as high as a kite. He, he is, is. He's at 10,000 feet, I'm telling you. And he's got these weird glasses on that look like something you'd wear when you're using the grinder in shop class. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just these weird goggles, and they're like yellow. And he's got this crazy weird shirt, which is, I mean, back in the day, you know how it was the dudes would unbutton your shirt down to your belly button, you know what I'm saying? You'd wear like a yes. jacket. And he's got lapels that are so wide to the point lapels almost go out onto the, the arms of the jacket. I mean, they're that wide, okay? God, that guy was, and you know, I don't know if you know the story or not, for a while he was a broadcaster, did you know this? I did not. He bought several radio stations, and he caused so many problems with his stations. The FCC revoked his licenses because oh, really? they weren't doing anything legal. Everything, you know, if you can imagine, it was like somebody gave him the FCC rule book, and they said, okay, we're, it's opposite day. Everything the FCC says we're, we're supposed to do, we're not going to do. We're going to do the opposite. They, I think he had like three or four radio stations, and, and it was bizarre. Like one of them, he had his girlfriend running. I mean, it's just weird stuff. And there's still a guy who I believe used to be at CNN who to this day and has done incredible uh, investigative reporting that claims that he was murdered, that he didn't die of natural causes. Just like this crazy thing that came out yesterday. Did you hear this thing about Bob Saget? No. He died of a head injury. What happened? Well, nobody knows. They the, they did the autopsy because people first oh he you know he had had a heart attack because everybody's like he they found him in his bed and they said he found him in his bed with his hand on his heart everybody oh he had a heart attack they did the autopsy of it and apparently he had like this massive blow to the back of his head it like broke some bones and he and he and he and he, he he went to sleep and I I think he's he had brain bleed and he he bled to death in his brain or some weird thing like but that. nobody knows why where the 
contusion came from. No, let me see if I can find the story real quick. Yeah, nobody knows. That's what, and by the way, the smartest woman in the world, I talked about this thing last hour about, uh, this is this is to give you an idea, this is across the state, this is Kansas City, uh, Kansas City Star, a man accused of punching a woman and dousing her with scalding scoop soup was released from a Missouri jailhouse hours after arrest because he tested positive for COVID-19. Jane Duker, an attorney at St. Louis, blah, 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 says the man who was arrested by St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department officers soon after the alleged abuse on, on January 4th, but she says he was released a few hours later, not leaving time for the judge to sign a no-bond warrant at the request of the circuit attorney, and significantly less time than 24 hours police can hold a suspect before charges must be filed because he had COVID-19 and they didn't want him in the jail. So you That's just <laughs> so wrong on so many levels. It's like I took an x-ray the other day, of chest x-ray, because I was still feeling you know effects of covid right and not once when you take i don't know about you but every time i've taken a chest x-ray they put you next to the film and you in your body touches the film i know what you're talking yeah i know what you're talking about yeah he would he did not want my body to touch the film well i literally i can understand that (laughs) why (laughs) Never mind. <laughs> Hello? You still mad at me? <laughs> I, I... I'm trying to process what you just said. Never mind. Okay. Bob Saget, I'll read you the headline. This is People Magazine. Bob Saget had catastrophic injuries to his head, was COVID positive when he died. And goes on, Bob Saget, Saget died on January 9th at age 65. He was found in his hotel room in Ritz-Carlton, Orlando, Florida. Report from the Orange County Medical Examiner, obtained by People on Thursday, stated that Saget had likely fallen backward and hit the back of his head. He had fractures to the back of his head and around his eyes at the time of his death. Per the report, the beloved Full House actor had posterior scalp abrasions, subgolical Hemorrhage, S-U-B-G-A-L-E-A-L, I don't know what that is, hemorrhage, which is blood that forms between the skull and scalp, discoloration in the upper and lower eyelids due to skull fracture, subdural hematoma, um, subarachnoid, S-U-B-A-R-A-C-H-N-O-I-D, hemorrhage, which is bleeding in the space that surrounds the brain. Holy cow. I mean, I mean. So did they think it was foul play? They're not saying. And huh. it, it talks about, it says, Saget was COVID-19 positive at the time of his death. Though Saget did not have any illicit drugs or toxins in the system, the report stated he was taking the prescription drug clonazepam, which treats seizures, panic disorder, and anxiety. Additionally, Saget's autopsy stated that he had cardiology, or he had cardiomegalia, which is in a large heart, coronary artery, osteo, God, I can't read this, damage or disease to heart's major blood vessels, and aortic, couple uh, couple. I mean, he was in bad shape. Um, he said, the report shows that the skull and brain suffered trauma, which led to skull fractures, bruising of the brain, and actual bleeding in the space around the brain. This blood can compress the brain and cause death. The coroner determined that the trauma was most likely caused by an accidental fall backward. Is that weird or what? I think that's tragic, I mean, is and, what I think. And let's say he really did fall down and whack his head, and he just went to bed because they found him in bed dead. I mean, I, you know, or it was a uh, a, a crime. Well, they're not saying that. I mean, you know, but but yet, I mean, we're talking. You know, I'm the guy that's had five concussions. <laughs> when you think I don't make any sense, 
you think I'm sounding as bad as Joe Biden? That's because I've had my head beat a couple times. You know, I mean, more than a couple times. And, um, you know, it's sort of funny because of the fact that... Have you been strangled? I'm <laughs> Like literal hands around your neck? No, have you? <laughs> oh, oh, hey, have you been strangled? Only on the east side. But anyway, <laughs> never mind. That was wrong. <laughs> okay. So he died of a, of a... I'm going like, you know... How weird is that? That's sad, don't you think? It it really is sad. It really uh, is sad. Okay, so on to the story that I read the other day, and I just couldn't believe it, okay? Uh, clonazepam is like Valium, according to one of our nurse listeners, okay? Okay, so on to the story, which I read the other day, and I thought to myself, this isn't right. Okay, in the state of Missouri... We now have medical marijuana places. Yes, we do. But it's legal in the state of Missouri, but it is technically still illegal to sell drugs in the United States. There are laws against selling drugs in the United States. Okay? So as a result of that, if you own one of the medical marijuana places in St. Louis, you can't take your cash to the bank. The bank won't accept the money. Okay, because of the fact that they are licensed by the government. They have a government, you know, they're regulated by the FDIC, the government, you know, the treasury, the whole bit. Okay, so what do you do with your cash? A company has started finding, and they started doing this. The company has, has found out that there are a few banks that will take cash. Guess where they all are? The east side. Colorado. Because Col- really? yes, Colorado has had has had legalized marijuana. It's like anything goes in Colorado. You know, gummies, the whole bit. You can go in. Anybody can go in. If I think as long anything as- goes here too. No, 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 no. You can't get gummies. They sell gummies. No, but only medical in Colorado. It's recreational. In, in, in oh yeah, in Missouri, no, this is only medical. Yeah, in yes. Missouri, you still have to have the medical card. Colorado, if I think if you're 18, you can go in and you know, it's like you know, like 21 liquor store. You know, hey, I'll take a bottle of Jack. I'll take a bottle of this. You know, anything you want. Okay. So this company has started up this service where they take the cash from the medical marijuana dispensaries and the regular medical and the regular, but in the state of Missouri, the medical marijuana places, they go to the medical marijuana places and they have an armored car. They take the armored car and they drive the cash to Colorado. Okay. You with me so far? That is so interesting. But wait till you hear this part of the story. When they're driving in Kansas, they get pulled over by the Kansas police and they seize the money. <gasps> no. <laughs> I tr- it's a true story. I'm not, this is not BS. I'm making this up. This is a true story. Matter of fact, here, let me read you the headline. I mean, I, when I first read this, I thought to myself. Are they allowed to do that? I thought to myself, this can't be for real. This is an article. If you go to MissouriIndependent.com, this is a new news service that comes out of Jefferson City. I will read you the headline. How a Kansas traffic stop led to a federal lawsuit over $1.2 million in seized marijuana profits. And here's the subheadline. An armored car vehicle was carrying $165,000 in cash from marijuana dispensaries in Missouri when it was stopped by law enforcement. And they, show, they showed the dashboard camera video of, of the stop. And it's, it's a Ford, like an, an, uh, you know, one of the new Econoline. It's like an E250. No yep. windows. It doesn't look like a traditional armored car, but it's got like the Kevlar stuff inside. I don't know if you've seen that. They have what they call now, what they call light-duty armored cars. They're not like the big monstrous boxy Brink trucks, but they have like, it looks like a regular van, but it's got like 
you know, Lexan windows and stuff like that. They're somewhat bulletproof, but it's got like the Kevlar interior. So if you like shot through the metal, the bullets wouldn't penetrate. They'd get stuck in the, in the inside. Okay. Here's the lead paragraph from Abilene, Texas. Dashboard camera video shows eastbound Interstate 70 traffic whizzing past Dickinson County Sheriff's Deputy Kalen Robinson's patrol car, which is parked crosswise in the median about three miles west of Abilene. Robinson suddenly pulls out into the left lane, accelerates rapidly within a couple of miles, pulls behind a white van, which immediately moves over to the shoulder and stops. As he walks up to the passenger side window of the van, which turns out to be an armored vehicle, he tells dispatchers he believes the van has Colorado plates. Robinson tells the driver he pulled her over, a woman driver, because her tag was partially obscured, then asks what she is hauling. From this traffic stop, a series of events un, un, unspooled that resulted in more than $1.2 million being seized in what an attorney describes in a court fi filing as the repeated and continuing highway robbery of armored cars by government agents. So the Missouri dispensaries can't put their money in the bank. They contract with this company. The name of the company is um, blah, 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 Empyreal, E-M-P-Y-R-E-A-L, Empyreal or something like that. Uh, and... There's a lady that owns this. Uh, her name, her, her name is Deidre O'Gorman, and she's the founder and CEO. Describing her uh, rec reac reaction on learning that the money from one of the company's armored cars had been seized in Kansas, she says, "I've been a banker my entire life, 26 years in the banking industry." Now, what she did was, she started this company, and uh, what she does is, she figured out that Colorado, there are banks in Colorado that allowed them to deposit cash from marijuana places but it's very strict they have to have all this very strict reporting and paperwork and the whole bit so what her company does in the state of missouri i don't know if all of them use it she comes to missouri with her armored cars uh they take the money they drive it across missouri if it's like here in the st louis area they're driving across missouri then driving across kansas then into colorado and they go to these various banks in colorado in denver specifically and they deposit the money which is legal so the missouri banks have not all, I'm not. I shouldn't say the Missouri banks. The Missouri marijuana places have Kansas or no have have Colorado bank accounts, and they apparently can write checks on it and stuff like that. But what's happening is, and I'm telling you, I don't know if I ever told you this. I don't know if I've talked about my ex girlfriend slash attorney, my girlfriend from high school, good old Chris, who's now an attorney, who is the person you never want to tangle with because she's one of these attorneys that. If you see her name on a lawsuit, or if you see her name on anything, and she's coming against you, you just might well just show up in her office and say, "Okay, what do you want?" Because she's always going to win. She's always going to win. She represents these guys who get nailed on 44, and I've talked about this before, and it happens in St. Charles County. They're out there right there at, at Forestell, and they sit there in the median. You drive along, and they pull over specific cars. And if they open up the trunk and there's $20,000 in cash in the trunk, guess what? They take the $20,000. How can they do that? Because they say nobody drives around with $20,000 in their trunk anymore. If you got that kind of cash, you're up to no good. Now, th see, once again, I call this the criminalization of cash. Now, in my generation, my mom and dad used to talk about my, my, my dad was born in 1920. So my dad was a young man in the Depression. My dad yeah, talked so was my mother. My dad talked about the fact that he knew... Like, his mom and dad had money stashed everywhere. So did my stepdad. <laughs> I mean, they had cash stashed in the kitchen. They had it in pots and pans. They had it, yes. you know, I mean, it was... Little jars. Right. It was everywhere. And you still it hear was. these stories about, about, you know, the old timers that have, like, money stashed in their mattress and stuff like that. Why? 
because that's a true statement. Because you didn't trust the banks. Go back no. and watch. It's a beautiful life, or it's a wonderful life. You know, with it's a with, wonderful with life with Jimmy Stewart, and the whole thing is about that's about when the banks crashed and Mr. Potter and the whole bit. So, so, but now it's to the point where cash is 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 like if you have large sums of cash, and to the point where I can tell you the story. One of our car dealers used to deal with this is back in the day, not not on the radio, but this is one of my traffic network days. Dennis Dunker. Dennis Dunker would tell me the stories about how he would go to the car auction and he would specifically buy certain cars, like luxury, you know, like high-end luxury cars, BMWs, Mercedes, Jaguars, that had a lot of miles on them. Let's say they were like, you know, they were like three or four years old, but they had 150,000 miles on them. And they weren't worth a lot because they were miled out. You know anything about Mercedes and, and BMWs and Jaguars? They don't do well. I mean, you you know you get a hundred thousand miles on a Jaguar and you're doing the 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 you know the Snoopy dance because that's like getting ten thousand that's get like getting a million miles on a Ford Taurus you know they just don't hold up very well the BMWs right. and they're very expensive repair Mercedes the whole bit he would buy the, uh, and buy, to even have an oil change that's right a couple hundred dollars four hundred bucks yeah so he would go to the auction he'd buy these cars you know like six seven eight thousand uh-huh. dollars and he'd put them on the lot for nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars you know why. Why? Because guys come up with cash and buy them. Because at ten thousand dollars, you have to write a report to the F- to the IRS. If you interesting, if you go to the if car dealer and you show up with if you're gonna if you like be saving up for your new car and you walk into a car dealership and you got a bag of money, you got thirty thousand dollars cash, you got to fill out a form and goes to the IRS. And the banks have this thing where they they the banks are actually tattling on you. If you like, let's say no. Seriously, if you have, I can see my bank doing that. Well, no, 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 change. No, if you if you have if you have a business where, like, for example, let's say you run a parking lot in downtown St. Louis where people are coming in and you know paying cash. They get that. You know, if you're running a cash business, they get it. But if you or I would walk into the business to the bank and let's say we just sold somebody's advertising, they just paid twenty thousand dollars in cash. Chances are. The and we put took that twenty thousand dollars cash and deposit in the bank. Chances are they would write a report on us because that's, yeah they would flag us. That would not be our normal thing. Normally our thing if somebody's going to buy advertising from us they write us a check or they do it with a credit card. You know and rarely is ever going to give us large amounts of cash. So because of that cash is and see the crazy thing about it is is what a lot of people don't realize if I sell a thousand dollar advertising package to an advertiser. And they give me a check, I get $1,000. I put that check in the bank, I get $1,000. But if they use their credit card, I get $970 or something like that. Because MasterCard Visa takes their cut. If I go through PayPal, and that was crazy, if I, you know, if, if we do, if someone does PayPal with us, they get their cut. Okay. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, as a business person, if you show up, you show up with cash or even a check, I'm going like, yeah, man, I'll take that. You know, because I don't, I don't get dinged on that. And see, that's why I don't understand why everybody's, oh, I don't use cash anymore. Because cash will never have the wrong expiration date on it. Cash will never have the problem where the scanner doesn't work or, you know, the, the swiper doesn't work or the chip card reader doesn't work. You know what I'm talking about? And I do. And why is it that this deal is, why is it criminalizing cash? And this crazy thing about this, this crazy story going about full, full circle of this, these police agencies are seizing this money and what the deal on it is, here's how it works. They seize the money, then it goes to the federal government, and then after a while, the federal government decides, yeah, this was illegal cash. They give a percentage back to the municipality or the state, whatever the agency was that took the money. So on this particular traffic stop, 
you know, they take the money from the armored car. They got $125,000. You know, they send it to the federal government. The federal government takes its share. You know, they, they, they come back and they go, yeah, that was that, that armored car service. Those guys, they're not on the up and up. We're not giving their money back. And then they give it back. They give 80% of it or some percentage back to the government that turned them over. Think about that for a minute. Why only a percentage? Well, because the Fed's got to have their cut, you know. They've got to have their share piece of the pie. And what's interesting, this this article goes on to talk about, once again, MissouriIndependent.com. I think it's like one of the top articles. It talks about the fact that, and you're going to love this, Kansas has license plate readers. They've programmed the license plate readers with all the license plate numbers from this company so they know when these armored cars are going through Kansas. How creepy is that? <laughs> Very know, big brother. And once again, it's a legal. It's the a, things that are happening I tell are you, so unconstitutional to I me. I couldn't agree with you more. I just don't understand. Shelly, you and I are on the absolute positive same page. Okay, We're once never again, on the same page. It's Brad. it's a business that's been declared legal in Missouri. Medical marijuana. They have a license. They're controlled by the by the state government. Okay, they can't put their money in the bank. They hired this armored car service. The armored car service comes to Missouri, picks up the cash, drives it to Colorado, where they can legally deposit it in a bank, but they get nailed in Kansas because they got $125,000 with cash in the truck, and you can't have $125,000 cash because if you had that much cash in your car, you're doing something. You're up to no good. I'm going like, God, I don't believe this. And it's Evidently, just, it's a thing. Oh, well, it's, got, it's crazy time. Once again, my ex-girlfriend slash attorney, uh, told me that she represented two or three guys who got nailed on 44 on those drug stops in 44. Remember, they got the infamous one where they got a sign out that says, there's, a, you know, the drug checkpoint, two exits up. Big so, on 44, So yes. they, they, put, they, they put that sign, two exits before the actual quote-unquote drug stop. But yet the next exit, when you go to that exit, there's nothing there. So that's where the cops are. So when you get off at that next exit, they pull you over. Hey, what are you doing? Well, I'm getting off the highway. Why'd you get off the highway? Well, I don't know, I got off the highway because of the fact that, you know, then they say, because of the fact that the drug stop is up two exits, an exit up from this, and then they search the car. And, they, and once the line, she's, she had one client told me $27,000 in cash. The guy was some kind of a businessman. I can't remember what it was. He had done some business deal down in, down in Branson or something like that, and it was a legal business deal, and they took the money, and he never got it back. I don't even know what to say about well, that. Well, it's crazy time. You know, once again. But yet, you know, was it Obama sent how many billion dollars in, in, in pallets of $100 bills to the Iranians? Remember that? <laughs> they put it on a plane. They put the pallets. I, in, I try to forget of <laughs> they Obama. Pulled, they pull it, put the pallets on the plane and, and, took, and flew it to Tehran. But yet, you get $27,000 in your back of your car driving down 44. Guess what? You're going to jail and we're taking your money. I don't get it. Seven, yes, you are. 728.